right from the beginning of the Gospel of St. Mark, which the Church will be reading throughout this liturgical year, we have the affirmation of that which is most central, the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Jesus Christ, who brings that good news into the world. And in today's Gospel, as we ourselves prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus at Christmas, we see the one who prepared the people of his time for the birth of Jesus, St. John the Baptist. When St. Benedict went to Monte Cassino, where he wrote his rule for monasteries, there was a pagan shrine to Apollo there. He had this demolished and replaced instead by two altars, one dedicated to St. John the Baptist, the other to St. Martin of Tours. St. John the Baptist, because of his role as being sort of the proto-monk, the very word monk means alone. And it really is not something that developed later in the church, but it is something that arose from the description of the holy people of the Bible. In the Old Testament, we would be told that the prophets, John the Baptist among them, would often go alone into the wilderness. Jesus himself would spend 40 days alone, tempted by Satan. St. Paul in the first chapter of his letter to the Galatians, speaks of the time after he had been converted, when he went to Arabia alone before going up to Jerusalem to the apostles. And so this word, alone, monakos, began to describe people who wanted to follow Jesus more closely, and they became known as monks. And so St. John the Baptist was always one of the prime patron saints of this movement. And what does St. John the Baptist proclaim? He proclaims the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah. In our first reading today, we have the beginning of Isaiah's book of consolation, the 40th chapter, in which Isaiah is recounting how the people who have been in exile because of their sins, they're in Babylon, modern-day Iraq, and they are going to be set free. They are going to come home from their exile. And he uses all sorts of poetic imagery in that first reading. For those of you who know Handel's Messiah, there are about five pieces from the Messiah in that one reading. Comfort, give comfort to my people. Every valley shall be exalted, etc., etc. You could go back and read them all yourselves. But the important thing is that St. John the Baptist fulfills this because the one coming is going to restore us not only to the land of Israel, but to our homeland with the Father. Where have we been in our exile in Babylon? Where have we been away from the presence of God? Perhaps it is through addiction. Today, the brain, which is made for God, made for eternity, is oftentimes plied and used in addictive ways by a consumerist society. And so we become addicted to drugs, to alcohol, 
to pornography, to food, or some people to not eating enough food. We get addicted to anger, to gambling, to whatever it is in life, to our pride. And so St. John the Baptist is one who alone with God has lived a simplicity of life totally open to the kingdom. And he invites us to that same life. And as the Catechism of the Catholic Church says, what God does in Jesus Christ is not only fulfill the prophecy, but he fulfills that prophecy in the very life of Jesus and in the church. It is in the sacraments of the church, in the Eucharist that you will receive in a few moments, that you receive the blessings of our homeland, that new heaven, that new earth that St. Peter spoke of in the second reading tonight from his third chapter. God calls each of us then to a new life. And yet St. John the Baptist at the end of the night's gospel says that I have baptized with water, but Jesus will baptize with the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit, St. Benedict says in chapter 7 of his rule, that helps us to move from fear to love, from a dread of hell to a delight in virtue, from a life centered on ourselves to a life centered on God. And so this is what Jesus brings to us. He does not simply bring a nice sentiment, a nice time to hang up ornaments or circular shaped, lighted figures. He brings to us a radically new way of living. It is the Holy Spirit, which St. John Paul II says, gives us not only seven ideas, but seven exquisitely divine energies. When the Holy Spirit is given to us in wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, strength, fear of the Lord, and piety, those are not just ideas but they are powers that help us in a world that oftentimes secularized has forgotten about God, has forgotten about its destiny. And so in a few moments, we will receive the one whom John the Baptist foretold, the one who comes at Christmas, who will come again at the end of the world, and who in this Mass comes to feed you with his body, his blood, his soul, and his divinity. Come, Lord Jesus, fill our hearts. Fill us with that wisdom. Come through Mary, our, your, divine, your mother, and help us through her intercession to always grow in our love of you.